Greetings, creatures of the night, and welcome back to the experiment with Mark and Jimmy. Hi, Mark. Hi, Jimmy. Uh, how's it going? It's not bad, not bad. Been another good couple of weeks. Um, got a nice little stack of uh, odds and ends. Uh, definitely more odds in this stack than ends, but yeah. Yeah, sure. no, that, that, that's definitely the case. Uh, sometimes when you're scraping the, scraping the barrel, you, uh, <laughs> you yeah. get some of those... So those so those okay ones in there. Yeah, and that, um, that's natural. I mean, that's fine. Uh, what are we starting out with today? Uh, Child's Play 3. What we have here is uh, Chucky, once again, finds his way to reanimate himself. And uh, Andy is off to military school. So there's just chaos that ensues at the military school. It actually, I, the thing that I like about it is that it, it, it finds itself moving from one location to another, to another kind of in a weird fat, like it goes from the forest to a carnival pretty seamlessly for how different the sets were. That's a really good point. I don't yeah. think I've ever thought of that before. No, I really, I really enjoyed that part of it at least yeah um i mean i i enjoyed lots of parts of it don't yeah, get me wrong i mean like, this but is that a, was one of the things this that is a out. solid uh chucky movie probably the last one that i would consider to be more than just okay uh, i thought it was decent um i gotta be honest with you, it gets pretty fuzzy from this point on i remembered this movie but i don't remember past this point so it's going to be yeah. exploration for me uh there's uh they kind of shift over to the more straight up comedy with the next couple of oh. films and i think that doesn't really that that tonal shift that happened in the middle of the series after this movie doesn't exactly hold up as well as the first three uh which is interesting because you know, you you got a couple. You got people that fall into a couple of different camps with Chucky. Some people like the comedy aspect of it. I'm more of a fan of the original, where it's a little bit more actual slashers without being a goofball, over the top silliness. I'm with you a thousand percent. I think the best thing that Chucky has going for him is the fact that he can be as vicious as he can possibly be. And he's still a little dull, so it's kind of taken with a grain of salt. It's almost like adds to the comedy of it all. And I think that's what they thought with moving from this film, this third one, to the next one, which is that it's almost a kind of funny concept in and of itself, so they'll just lean into the comedy. But I found that, you know, you can also find a lot of fear with with an idea like this, that your little best buddy can be uh, oh, a, a murderous, um, you know, psychopath. And anybody's, everyone's got a little doll, or at least had at some point in their life, had a little doll or toy uh, in their room. And I think that's also why I dig the Puppet Master series. Oh, it's yeah. for similar reasons. Um, so, yeah, I mean, Child's Play 3, solid, um, you know, C plus, B minus. And um, the last of the great uh, Chucky movies, uh, even though it's not that great. I it's mean, just kind of okay. Up until Cult of Chucky. I'll, I'll sit here and defend Cult of Chucky all day. I'm going to have to go uh, revisit that one. It's It's been a long time. Okay. No, that, that's... I mean, I, I haven't really dove too far into the more recent... Uh, I know that there's like a television show out there now. Which everyone seems to love. That's uh, great. You know, can't complain I'll, about I'll that. Get, I'll get to that sooner or later. But uh, the Cult of Chucky was really good. Um, but as far as this movie goes, I really enjoyed this one. Uh, 
it is on par with the first three. I mean, obviously, it can't be as good as the first one. Uh, the but, first one was nice and mean. That's oh, what I liked about the first one. Plenty mean. I mean, even the second one has its mean moments, but you know, he definitely goes a little bit more comical. Yeah, the second one. And, 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 and same with this one as well. The third one, you know, uh, he is vicious, <laughs> but he does have his little jokes that he throws in there. Yeah, I know. I, f- I feel like, like real quick, Chucky just became Freddy Kruegerized. That's what I'll call yeah, it. Yeah, <laughs> for sure. For sure. But in any case, still a solid slasher. Um, uh, solid slasher. Especially amongst those first three. Absolutely. Uh, what's up next? Rigor Mortis. Yeah. Um, yeah. yeah. So, you know, the, it's it's pretty good. If you've ever seen Rigor Mortis, it is uh, um, Korean ghost story with heavy on the CGI uh, smoky ghosts. Like they kind of went a little over the top. Yeah. At, at didn't times. age too well. <laughs> and you know, it's got some interesting visuals, uh, but that's really the only thing that I could really take away from it. Yeah. I'm, I'm not, not really going to add too much to this one because that's pretty much exactly where <laughs> I am with it. It was, it was okay. Nothing I'd watch again, um, but it's got its place on the shelf. Up next, the faculty. Uh, I mean, the faculty. This is probably the highlight of the stack here. Kind of, sh- you know, shooting our load early, but that's okay. Hey, it's a random uh, drop. It's and a random stack. How we do it. Uh, so uh, I'll let you go first. Okay, sure. I freaking love this movie. As far as a invasion of the body snatchers goes to high school movie goes, I mean, Robert Rodriguez directed this movie, and it it's. Uh, I mean, it shows it, 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 there's a competence to it. There's a, there's, it has aged very well, despite the nineties haircuts and the, uh, the <laughs> so, so much dis- hair gel in this very movie. distinctively not teenager teenagers yeah. playing the characters, although not as distinctive as the eighties where it looked like they were like 45 year olds. playing. <laughs> it was teenagers. all very ambiguous. And they kind of throw that in there with like younger teachers hitting on older students. Yeah. Different times. Good They're times. Different times, but good times. <laughs> it's, you know what? Actually, I couldn't help but think that it, it was kind of like cherry falls, you know, meets slither. Yeah. That's like, a great, it's very, very, very much in there. Very tonally. Uh, even though it's late nineties, it's got that early two thousands kind of feel to right. it. Almost like it was just a couple of years ahead of its time. And I mean, and I say competent in that it's perfectly directed, perfectly paced. Uh, and then of course it's got a, just a ridiculous, <laughs> absurd who's who of future, just a laundry list of successful familiar actors. faces. Um, all right, here we go. Because I, I wrote them down. Ready? Josh Hartnett, Selma Hayek, Elijah Wood, Robert Patrick, Baby Newworth, Usher Raymond, Famake Jensen, John Stewart, Christopher McDaniel, Daniel Von Bergen, to name a few. Not even all of them. No. It's crazy. Every time you turn your head, you just see someone who... Especially in retrospect, when you look at where their careers have gone, gone it's right. just kind of mind-blowing. The amount of, of work that's come out of this cast onto other things is just in, insane. Or it, looking at it beforehand, like Baby Newworth with Cheers, like she was instantly recognizable. She's almost like, it's like seeing Norm pop up. Hmm. I, lo- I love, you know, uh, what was it, the, the last one that I saw him pop up in? Bliss? You remember Norm popping up in Bliss? I he, he does actually. just really, and then he dies well, really I, brutally. <laughs> I believe it. That was yeah, and and you know this is also just an absolutely perfect fusion of sci-fi and 
sci-fi and horror sci-fi horror thriller i mean all that stuff but really it's just that sci-fi horror edge with 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 the beautiful pretty faces uh it's i mean honestly this one is aged immaculately i'd I'd give it a solid pretty much a perfect score i would say maybe a 9.5 what is John Stewart doing in this movie? He just, I, I'm just so happy he's there. I me too. <laughs> Always, absolutely, just so crazy to see him. And uh, yeah, no, perfect. It, it's it's one of those damn near perfect movies, if not perfect. It's it's one of those like drag me to hell that is. It's just you keep thinking about it, you keep talking about it. It's just one of those I like iconic just kind of statement pieces that just and it's got wasn't one of the, wasn't one of those movies that everyone had the t-shirt of. And you know? it's and it's and it's anyone who watches it now, it's what can we say? It's just it's aged immaculately. I it think has. I said that like five times, but I'm gonna reiterate <laughs> so. it one more time. It, Great it has aged immaculately. On and to the next one. And then it's alive. It's alive from 1974 and you can directed tell. by larry cohen and, and you can tell um it's very 70s it's the gore in it is very bright and goofy and, and goofy and, and, and i mean it's not meant to be a goofy movie but it is it's it's hard to pull yourself away from what it intends to be which is totally dead serious dead serious but it's 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 a little bit it's one of those movies where Oh, it's, it's it's a product of its time. Uh, and so Absolutely. is it bad? Absolutely not. You know, lots of death. Um, <laughs> I mean, deformed baby murdering everyone. I mean, it's uh, got it's a creature feature with with uh, some it's it's got a message behind it where, you know, don't trust pharmaceutical companies. Yeah, that, that are probably turning your babies into mutants. Yeah you, yeah. you never really know what you're putting in your body kind of message. Uh, and, uh, you know, just kind of the, one of those, you know, be be cautious. Be be observant, and uh, and that's and that's incredibly seventies. Those oh, sort of nihilistic storylines with is, the with the don't paranoia, hyper paranoia stretched me, all throughout. That is the horror genre. You need some. You need the Soylent Green message. You need the the those kind of warning signs of society, and that's what makes them actually. I scary. actually think. I actually think this might be. A fun double feature with Soil and Green. Now that you mention yeah. it, <laughs> I, I would I would totally do that. Oh, and oh Resident boy. Evil Extension Extinction is the, our next movie uh, from 2007. Um, wow, it's really 2007. It was, that's, it was that's crazy. Yeah, I mean, yeah. So a couple weird parallels to this one, uh, and uh, you know other movies. Uh, we have Ashanti who who is a notable singer in this one. And then you had Usher Raymond in the, in the faculty who is a more known for his singing rather than acting kind of, kind of a weird parallel there. Yeah. Nice. But but then you have a successful movie and then unsuccessful movie. That's, that's true. Um, so resident evil extinction. Yeah. Um, this was the one where they just for, just forgot that they were part of they were just doing something related to the resident evil games they, uh, i think they also forgot how things work geographically and, and and how time and space works and just what a ugh, the, ugh, what a bad <laughs> movie <laughs> there's so much to ugh, about i mean even the ugh. quote unquote cool parts are really like phoned in and it's, and just it, just too much unnecessary 
spinning into slicing motion. It's there would it's really bad. It could have been great. There's going to be three more of these after this film, and they have <laughs> already turned the entire potential of the franchise into a dumpster fire. I'm a yeah. huge, huge fan of the first movie. I thought they took enough of the spirit of the games. I didn't need it to be exactly like the games. That's why the games are there. We play them. But at least they tried to capture the spirit of Resident Evil with that first movie and arguably with the second movie as well, where they legit... They had you know, video had game characters. Video game characters and stuff. Like but, I said, that's more like Underworld Resident Evil. Yeah. Yeah. And and that's a good point. Like, the stylistically, the second film was very different from the first one, uh, where it was very clear they were trying to make an original story, but include a lot of the game lore into it. Uh, they did the same thing with the second one, but even more over the top and again, super hyper stylized this movie. They just, they threw the whole book out the window and, and, and it wasn't a great lore replacement. No, it, 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 the movie's clumsy. There's, there's no, there's no stumbles over itself. There's no one notable moment that I was like, Oh, that was badass. There really wasn't. And and the thing is, is that I remember coming out of the film after seeing it for the first time and literally just kind of with my jaw slacked, like what just, what just happened in there? Uh, over time, it's, uh, I've watched uh, probably half, you know, five times or so, give or take uh, a watch. And it's, still bad um, yeah but no, I, I tried it again it'll probably be my see this is this is the wonderful thing about this whole experiment is i did it i'm done with that one yeah you don't gotta I, do that I, one I know again. i know that one is a 1.5 on its best day i'm gonna i'm gonna give it a i'm gonna give it a similar score i'm gonna give it a three yeah. Uh, three out of ten. Oh, I see. Uh, and that's like being generous. I see. I do. I do. He does a five scale. I do, I do a, five, a ten scale. Yeah, we so. should definitely get on the same page about. So A to F. What is this movie? Um. Oh God. I'm gonna give it a generous D plus. D plus. Yeah. Wow. You are generous. generous. I'm gonna give it a, a solid D minus. He's gonna give it a almost fail. Yeah. It's almost a. Uh, it's I almost. A, I almost want to call it a fail. Everyone. It's not. <laughs> a, it's not a good one. It's yeah. Okay. Really Anyways, moving on. Good. Moving on. Let's let's talk about Damien the Omen two. Uh, going from not great at all to really not just kinda... uh, pretty mediocre. Um. Not not to not to take away from this movie. Uh, we. Uh, Damien! <laughs> it's all for you, Damien! He goes to military school. Damn. Weird weird parallel to Ch- uh, Child's Play 3. That's two of them. Yeah, so I know. Fun. I like, I like finding weird parallels in, in movies. They're there. Yeah. Um, and uh, it's, you know... It, the scary thing about Damien is that he doesn't have to do anything to you to kill you. All he has to do is look at you sideways and the crows do the rest. And that's it. And that's it. And that pretty much sums up this entire, this entire movie. movie. Yep. Some lots of dirty looks and and lots of crows know, doing the dirty crows work. Doing the dirty work and uh not a lot of great atmosphere like the first film. Uh it's sort of kind of void of that sort of similar vibe and atmosphere of sort of tension and 
and feels like it's at a military school. Yeah, it's so not great. Uh, I would give this one a generous D a C minus D plus somewhere in between those two. Uh, one uh, wouldn't be one I would watch again uh, anytime soon. Um, it, it suffers from from its age for sure. Uh, there's nothing that about it that kind of like stands out uh, that makes it you know uh, a, a great one. So, uh, for me, it's, uh, I mean, being once again, very generous, I'd say it's a C minus, but that's, I mean, it's just a pretty mediocre kind of movie. All right. On to the next one. Psycho three. I mean, I like this one. Yeah. Solid. Super solid. I really like the whole series of, of, I mean, at least the first two leading up to this one are obviously iconic and, uh, this one follows pretty much right in the suit. I mean, Anthony Perkins himself directs it. So, you know, you kind of you, he, you take that into consideration. And he's very familiar with the the franchise. Uh, obviously, he's the common thread between all of the films. And so you feel like the movie is in confident hands. Um Pretty action packed. There's lots of stuff happening. Yeah, lots at all of stuff times. happening. Uh, you know, you've got you've got on the run nuns. Yeah, none none in the beginning. <laughs> you've got uh, uh you've got a little side I reporter mean, detective thing happening. There's like another bad guy who's, yeah. who's the the guy who picks up the nun the first time. I mean, he's it and and you of course you you immediately suspect him to be a bad guy, obviously not as bad as Norman Bates, but then as the movie goes on you're like, "Oh no, this guy's a straight up psycho as well." Right. And and so then there's also the fun of Norman, you know, and his revealed lineage. It's a pretty solid continuation of Psycho 2. Uh I don't think it's quite as competent as Psycho 2 and it doesn't have quite the atmosphere, but I think that it stands very nicely next to that second one in particular. Uh, and I agree. I would call this, uh, for me, a B minus. Oh. I, I liked it uh, a lot, actually. Uh, I think Norman is a consistently engaging character. You, uh, the whole series and everyone who's taken creative control of it had a a solid understanding of some of the more interesting elements of Norman's character from the original film. And then they've just expanded on it with the next two sequels. And I think it fits really nicely in with the whole franchise as a whole. I like so, it. So first psycho, obviously undisputed Alfred Hitchcock, uh, Alfred Hitchcock, um, you know, I mean, timeless. we don't, we, yeah, timeless. We don't even need to go into that. Number two, if you were to give it an, a, Oh, I, I, I love number two. I'm I'm gonna go I'm gonna go with an A, a solid A. Um right. I and I can say that without hesitation. Psycho two is and the definition of an underrated, underseen eighties slasher gem. Uh it's it, it's so the opposite of um the Exorcist series, you know, <laughs> where, where, that's, that's you a know, good point. Right. Where it drops off at one, but then picks back up at three. This one it, it it is amazing and then amazing and then pretty great solid so i mean solid uh, you know it's kind of hard to dispute number 3 it just it's well, when when you compare it to 
Titans, it's kind of hard, but Anthony Perkins really went for it. So, and I think he good did for him. I think, he and did I think a he did a really job. good job. I think I he mean, was competent, and I think that the film. See, I, I almost think sometimes competent is like come across, comes across as like a insult, but no, no, competent means like. No. He, he directs the film with kind of a, a, a workman-like, you know, uh, uh, check the boxes, make sure there's a consistent, nice, you know, there's always something interesting happening on screen. And although you don't get your mind blown with any particularly massive revelations because everything is telegraphed so right. far in advance. Right. And also, where does the story go from here? Exactly. You know? And still, though, I would say that especially, you know, it ends with him, you know, uh, I may be locked up, but I'm free, right? right. And so it, it almost feels like, even though there's another TV film that happens after this one, which I, if I recall is a, correctly is a prequel, it's it's kind of a solid way for the character kinda, of Norman Bates it, to wrap up his story. If it, if it ended here, this is this would have been a great end spot. Yeah, and 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 so yeah, again, uh, I got no problem with Psycho Three. I loved it. Ah, Black Christmas <laughs> in July. I mean, sorry, January. Uh, there is never a bad time to watch. There is the never a bad time Black to watch Christmas. Black Christmas. I, I'll admit that I was slow on it. I did mean to watch this around Christmas. Things got crazy for me. But, you know, I I knew that I had to get to this one because there people have been raving about it for so long. I mean, I watched the the 2019 Black Christmas which you can't even compare. That's apples and oranges. Apples and oranges. But, but you know, uh so, so I knew. I knew I had to get to this one and and I did and it was amazing and it it really Okay, so as far as like it injecting a little the right amount of comedy and for that, you know, for it to be 1974 again. I mean, 1974, and the point of view, uh, perspective, the 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 stalking, a la Halloween. You've got uh, a fantastic cl- mystery. You can't tell which way it's going, and you've got classic slasher, um, sort of uh, the, a very classic slasher approach. Well before the '80s slasher feel Absolutely. had been defined, really, and I, I think this movie is just amazing in how ahead of its time it feels, how competent it feels when put next to the best. And I keep going back to '80s slashers because that's the best decade for slashers by my mind. And it feels like it could fit in right with any of them. Uh, it takes itself pretty much straight to the point seriously but again as you said a little bit of dark comedy injected into it but it does show how much how effective all you need is like a a bag over a head and you are just absolutely and 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 the fact that they leave the killer ambiguous is just perfection it's just perfection that's you i think that's probably one of the best things about it it. should be i mean well not how it should be how in life and true crime, how normally things end up is not always cut and dry. No, and this particular, I mean, the way the way they approached this film just seems at every moment that I'm watching a film from another decade. I I I, I give this one an easy A once again, and that's even devoid of you know, or the, even separated from. The fact that it's a 70s film that feels ahead of its time, like that's cool. 
but in and of itself, regardless to disconnected completely, it's still excellent. It's, it's a fantastic. I movie. like how we kind of knocked this stack, but it does have the faculty. It does have black Christmas and it does have psycho three. Yeah. So those, yeah, no, those and, definitely. and child's play three. I mean, like, you know, though of all the movies that we've mentioned here, those would be the, the good ones to take away for uh, sure i would definitely agree um uh, those are that would probably be a solid top five but i think uh i think for me black christmas the faculty um obviously the top of the top uh and then of course psycho 3 is an honorable mention as super solid as well uh i i'll be honest with everyone uh i have been slacking uh mostly due to um watching strange television and uh I, uh, I, I'm going to get more into this as we go. I wanted to mention, speaking of strange television, Archive 81. Highly recommend to anybody who's listening, all five of you, Archive 81. <laughs> Give it a watch. Uh, it's one of those rare movie or shows that I binged obsessively over the course of a day and a half all the episodes and i don't regret it it's fantastic and it honestly feels like this show was just made for me and jimmy honestly i once again have been slacking this need to get to it the slacker is going to get uh, the slacker is going to be talking to you I'll, about archive I'll tell you, I'll, next tell you, week. I'll tell you what i've been watching <laughs> i've been watching hellier which is just the weirdest paranormal investigation. I don't normally get my head wrapped around these kind of things. You got to kind of do a lot of legwork to get me to, you know, kind of question things. And man, they did the legwork. Good. Uh, I haven't had the pleasure of watching this yet. However, it's definitely on my list because uh, I am familiar with the um, story. Uh, through my paranormal See, podcast, we've just been on opposite wavelengths, and we're going to get on the same wavelength. And, and uh, yeah, and then we'll uh, we'll do this again next week. Sounds great.